Back by no one's popular demand, it's the Medusa and Nick. Hello everyone, we are coming at you with episode... 134. There you go. We've missed you guys. Nick I, gotta, has been, I gotta rearrange my coffee hands here. Nick has been hard at work... Boy, have I. ...with all kinds of writing in the writing factory... In the writing factory, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because you have now, like, one serial installation a week mm-hmm. that needs to be written for yeah. GE, and then you're, like, also kind of concurrently working on two books right now, right? Or No, I'm just working on one book, but i got to get it finished by the end of this month, and then the next mm-hmm. book has to be finished by the end of next month. Okay. So... There's a real pucker factor. <laughs> There's a major pull, full plate going on. But so. uh, I, I like I like doing the podcast because there's so much to talk about. I would I would say I didn't do a lot of podcasts this week because honestly, in a certain way, it all felt super chaotic and overwhelming. And then I had something like on Saturday, I think I lifted way too hard, and then. Um, we had an encounter with Dennis Rodman. Oh yeah, we never talked about that yeah. on here. Yeah, and then, um, then this raging headache set in, that lasted until like Wednesday, um, and my chiropractor popped my skull off my spine and then reset <laughs> it back on correctly. And I was like, oh, Whoa. oh, I can breathe again. I can, uh, I can think again. Like that headache, it wasn't like it was weird. It wasn't so bad. It's just like, I was so out of my muscles from the huge lift that I did just got so weird that they like pulled my occipitals out of alignment. And then when that happens, my thinking gets like, like, like slow and lethargic. And then my balance gets weird. And, and, and I just, I just, I feel like kind of like disconnected. And then remember like a couple of days ago, we had like a really weird beginning to our day where yeah. like everything went wrong. <laughs> oh my goodness. I well, can think I mean, of three things. Catherine Austin Fitz over at Solari Report would call that uh, shadow work. That's true. And and I always like I always want to say like I am so beneath shadow work. Shadow work is when the government or the powers that be decide to mess with you um, because they just don't like the things that you're saying about them and things like that. And I'm so beneath that. But as Catherine Austin Fitz has pointed out, like with the internet and with AIs, they can put a whole Stasi team on you without actually a human interface. So it did feel like to an extent that like, like suddenly all my devices went weird. Um, I had to do like a meeting online and then like, I, I, like the guy couldn't hear me. Like Every device that I had went, and like the computers that I write on just went strange. Yeah, like you had written, you had like started your workout, like started your writing work that day and you wrote it like a thousand words and then it just completely disappeared disappeared it and you're like, ah. (laughs) And when that happens, you just have to hop right back on the horse and get it done. You cannot go like, oh, I lost a thousand words. Like you you just got to like, because you've just got to overcome it. Yeah. Because you'll feel awful if you don't go, you'll feel great if you go back and recover them. But you'll feel awful if they're lost, and that can stall you. Yeah. But um, I was also thinking of the morning where it wasn't quite shadow work. It was more like the devil messing with us, because it was, like, yeah, random are, stuff. People are going to be like, you two are totally weird. <laughs> no, but, like, in the all-in-one morning, we had already, like, returned 
this one fancy yogurt that we like to buy that's like super probiotic yeah because it was like a little bad and funky we could tell so then we they replaced it for us <laughs> so we opened <laughs> that up and it's way worse like it must have been a bad batch that they got because this one was it was the hideous. devil's hellscape of mold it was like the devil took a dump in that it was yogurt like blue green horrificness <laughs> so i was like oh my gosh yeah. so there was that and then like we went somewhere that morning and we came back you know just like really close and we came back and i was wearing like flip-flop type of shoes oh, and yeah. i got the got splinter. biggest splinter in my toe from this dried out palm frog that was on the ground and like i mean probably like an inch long but luckily thanks to god i was able to just yank it out really fast and i got it out even kind you of know hurt, what you but... need is more coffee yeah <laughs> and then you yanked open the refrigerator and our butter plate flew out and broke our yeah, new butter it was plate. so weird <laughs> so it was like yeah. one of those days that's been yeah. our week it was like satan swung by for coffee and decided to <laughs> screw with us for the day yeah and and i think you just have those days and i think that they're weird but the the devices more bothered me and then sometimes what i would open devices like weird apps that i hadn't been on were open and weird. things like that so oh, that's super i weird. don't know shadow work or not i know i know that the government is getting supremely weird right now yeah i mean meaning what the uh like their response to the trucker thing or what? I think the trucker thing is going to be the big telling moment. And I think, uh, this is the big weekend when you really think about it. Like this is, this is where it all goes down. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that, but, uh, suffice it to say, uh, there was a lot there. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. I love doing the podcast. We're going to keep doing the podcast. Maybe you guys could kind of tell us in the comments, like how many podcasts do you want a week? Because sometimes I feel like I got to do a lot. I want to do a lot. And then sometimes I feel like, well, maybe everybody doesn't want a lot. Maybe they just want to hear from us once a week and then the insiders once a week. So this week it was a Monday podcast and a Friday podcast. I'm pretty sure there probably will be an insider podcast tomorrow because we need to do an insider podcast because that's what people are subscribing for. And so then we'll tell them, you know, what's really going on. Maybe we'll tell the whole, the full Rodman story. Yeah, if you're a subscriber one. to the podcast... <laughs> You can hear the Rod Dennis Rodman. And it's not like, oh, I just walked by Dennis Rodman. It is a full on encounter with crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was that. Like I I did the insider podcast for GE this week and uh there's a scene in the new Tyrus Rex serial where um G two three two, who's kind of our C three PO, um, is talking about this new AI, Lyra, and how she's struggling, you know, to, to deal, to cope. Her, co- her supply of copium is low. <laughs> and G232 says, well, at least she doesn't have to deal with the Wobonki because they are, and he's like, dot, 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 unreasonable. <laughs> and and literally, like, I got that idea from watching the Medusa and Dennis Rodman interact with each other. <laughs> and it was, it was insane. Because I thought that he was dot, dot, dot. Unreasonable. You, you thought that he was like. <laughs> you said, you know, you're chaos actual, but he's actual chaos. Yeah, like yeah. you're chaos in a way that makes sense to me, but it's still chaos. But it's like fun randomness, I would yeah. say. But I'm still like, oh, I get it. It's just outside the box thinking, and right. oh wow, that's cool. Like you're that kind of chaos, but it still makes sense. Yeah. He did not make sense to me. He was like an, he was like alien. <laughs> so we will tell you on tomorrow's Insider Podcast how the Medusa. Um, was able to mark survived encounter with Dennis Rodman <laughs> on her Facebook status that she doesn't maintain. Right. And, but if uh, I did, I But would if she have. did, she would have. <laughs> and I think, uh, you know, just let us know how many podcasts you want a week. And if you say, I want you all the time, 
cool. We'll do it. You know, we'll do whatever you guys want. I, I really like this. I think my time on the rest of social media is becoming limited and like the weird freaky lengths that they're going. I, I'm still going to maintain, I think something's about to happen and we're really reaching this out of the, you know, blue pivotal moment that was brought on by these like truckers who just said, you know what, we've had it. We're not playing your compliance game anymore. We're going to go and we're going to honk. Yeah. And it, and it's driven the Canadian government nuts. And I, I can tell you how they know that they're losing. Because as I've talked about, Justin Trudeau's first thing was to come out and say, you're all Islamists, anti-Semites, transphobes, bigots, racists, and misogynists. Like, like every word that little <laughs> Justin Trudeau could think of, like he threw at everybody. It's like, well, first off, little Lord Fauntleroy. <laughs> You are equivalently saying, let them eat cake. Yeah. And, and like, you are so, like, I mean, you, it may not be the verbatim translation, but the, the let me eat cake, you know, if you are not classically, you know, inclined, is a statement that Marie Antoinette supposedly made about the French revolutionaries before they were revolutionaries that cut off people's heads, and her head in particular, when uh, they were all upset about, you know, the ruling class's disconnection with the common people and they were writing and and her response was let them eat cake and she thought that was funny and a lot of people have thought like eighth grade me thought well i don't mind cake i could eat some cake <laughs> when when is when is it not a good time for cake Sounds well like a good queen to me. here's what marie antoinette meant what she meant it was that black crap on the inside of your oven that you have to scrape off Ooh, really? that's called cake Ooh. yeah she didn't mean cake Wow. She meant well, she, just... she meant charcoal. Wow. Let them eat charcoal because they were hungry. And and her elite out of touch response was to not listen here. And when you are in a leadership position, it is your job to lead your people and to react to their needs. You 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 know, especially in government, you are, you know, maybe less so in the military because there are different things that you have to do in the military, but when you are in government you are there by the consent of the governed. Even if you're a king, even if you have this divine right bullshit that you believe in, you know, or whatever, like, you're, that's why you're there. And if you don't think that they haven't cut people's heads off for not, you know, uh, respecting the consent of the government, history is replete. Replete, I say. And it's rare that I get to use the word replete in a podcast. <laughs> but it is replete, I say, with people getting their heads lopped off because by saying things to the effect of you're all bigots, you're all like, it's not that you don't want to wear masks anymore and that we want you to have vax passes coming in and out of the country and you have to take the poison death shot. And it's not like what it really is, is that you guys are all a bunch of bigots. And it's like, mm -hmm. Justin, you are saying cake yeah. and, you, and you're going to get yourself in big trouble. Yeah. Or, you know, if they haven't cut off their heads, they've strung them up, you know, hung them, Little baby, them up. Little like, baby, learn. You know so what many. I would say on this podcast? Maybe I should save it for the Insider Podcast. Learn to tie rope because that's coming. No. Because it got worse this week. Then okay. the Mounties, who apparently are some kind of police force in, in Canada, mm -hmm. um, decided that they were going. And this is the, uh, you know what I hate about politicians and the liberals and everything like that. They take like, so Petraeus... In, in during the Iraq war says, hey, we're going to clean up Iraq here and we're going to do this thing called a surge. And that had never entered the lexicon, really. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it had been talked about in fancy leader war college. 
But Petraeus is the first guy to actually really implement uh, a Petraeus. And that's why uh, uh, a surge. And that's why Victor Davi- Davis Hansen calls him one of the five savior generals. I have a reader who uh, told me an interesting story about Colonel Petraeus when he was the commander of his battalion. And uh, Colonel Petraeus would always show up in the combatives pit. And, um, and uh, one time he hip-checked the guy. And Petraeus came right back at him with an uppercut and knocked him out. So Petraeus sounds like a pretty cool guy. I know everybody has strong feelings about Petraeus, this or that. But, you know, if he's going to enter the conversation, let's at least tell some trivia. Yeah. So, um, man, I got to use replete. I will go to sleep tonight thinking about using the word replete. You said it twice because you said replete. Replete, I say. <laughs> replete, I say. No one loves the sound of their own voice more than me. <laughs> I don't know. I love the sound of your voice. Yeah. I might. I actually there. don't. I actually yeah, you don't. don't. When right. I listen to me, I'm like, I sound like that guy. <laughs> uh, everyone. Thinks Anyways, that. I know. We all sound different in our heads. But I do like. I do like to talk. I do like to roll. You do. I do. I am a talker. Hey, you. You are Irish. You guys are the known for having the gift of gab. So, um, I think what we were on, and this is good for my Alzheimer's, is we were talking about. Uh, the the Cana- Canadian Mounties. Mm-hmm, yes. So the Canadian Mounties decide that they're going to pull a surge on downtown Ottawa because they learned about surging from the war. Mm-hmm. And surging is good and surging solves things. And surging really isn't like a bad thing, like kicking in doors and rounding up people. And, you know, like surging sounds cool. And so they've decided that this weekend they're going to pull a surge. Yeah. Now, let's say they do that. Okay? All right. That's going to look really bad because there are truckers and then there are families with those truckers. Mm -hmm. And they are sleeping in their vehicles and their kids are sleeping in their vehicles and they're fighting for their lives and they're fighting for their families and they're fighting to feed their families. Like, this isn't insurgents, you know, planting IEDs. These are citizens of your country that have a legitimate grievance that the government, in the form of little Justin Trudeau, little Lord Fauntleroy, has spent two years not listening to, as they say, not even picking up the phone, not even wanting to dialogue, and is just ruling by this like thing that happened after COVID where all of these tyrannical governors decided, I can do whatever I want, and I don't have to be accountable to the governed. That was your first mistake. Because you will be. Whether you like it or not, you're going to be accountable. Um, but they've they've led themselves down this path. So now the Canadian Mounties, and, and the guy running the Mounties, because uh, I watched the video, like, that guy should be lucky that he even has a job. He seems like a dumb son. He, he seems like the literal definition of a dumb son of a bitch. Yeah. So they talk back to him. They're like, hey, we're not leaving. Well, uh, then, uh, okay, uh. We're going to have to uh, a uh, uh, round up your vehicles, and you just might as well go on out to your vehicles and present yourselves for arrest. I mean, literally, like, what planet do you come from where, you know, I mean, maybe Canadians are that passive, but I don't think they are. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone's got some weapons. Now, there are a lot of types staging at the border in the U.S., and I, and I don't think that should be underestimated. But this is a situation that has very much a, a, a potential 
to go in the way of the Bundy thing, I think. The Bundy thing? Yeah, basically the government tried to be really high-handed with some people, and they might have had legitimate reasons to be there, but then suddenly sort of the vet bro army showed up with counter-snipers. And so I think that there are people that are willing, if the Canadians are willing to insist on their freedom, may perhaps be willing to assist in that freedom. Um, I hope, well, I don't know what I, I know. Actually, I do know what I hope. I hope so. I hope so. I have no problems with overthrowing the government of Canada. And I think that there should be a legitimate effort on the part of the American citizenry to help those people. Because they obviously have a high-handed government of totalitarian elites. And it has long been my position since Cuba earlier this year that the mass of, of, let's just call it MAGA or Vet Bro Army or just American free citizens, we should demonstrate to the government by taking a foreign country, be it Cuba, which would have been really easy with a little boat army, um, or Canada, and put the fear of God in our own elites like it would be like conducting a civil war without actually con- attacking our country if if suddenly we if the people that feel the way that we do and feel that the canadians are being oppressed and they decide that they want to resist in an armed fashion if we go there and help them do that and we do it successfully and devastatingly quickly and there's rope that's what's going to happen. You got a guy like Justin Trudeau saying the things that he's the living the way that he is living and calling his own people monsters and things like that. You, dude, you are cruising for rope. I, I'm not again, not a threat. You're like you literally you're begging for rope. Like if I wanted to get hung, I would say the things that you're saying. I know controversial podcast should be on the insider show, but we like to pass it along to you here at Control Alt Revolt podcast. But imagine the shock and the awe in a real, real sense. If suddenly our own elite said, wow, those MFers just overthrew another country, that would be really bad if they did that here. Then we might be able to have like some honest dialogue between people who want to have the consent of the governed and the governed who a lot of people who want to be governed want to be governed effectively. And that's a good thing when it works in, in both ways. But when you have kind of what we have right now, which is. I want to do whatever I want to do, and then I want to hang out with Magic Johnson without a mask. But your kids need to wear a mask and all of these things. Like that, You're not leading. You're not governing. You're not doing shit for Shinola. You know, you're just asking for rope. It would be great if we had a leader who, you know, when he hung out with Magic Johnson or whatever, like he wasn't there. He's like, you know what? I told you guys, I, I really think this virus and vaccine is is deadly and all these things and so i'm not i'm going to live as though i have to abide by the rules too but what have we consistently had we've had a group of people who who say oh no no those rules are for you i need to get my hair cut i need to go to french laundry i need to go hang out with magic johnson but your kids need to wear a mask for eight hours a day you need to get this shot or you can't participate in society or like a relative of mine um, who is a nurse who a year ago was a hero and is now being told that she has to remove her kid from school because she's a healthcare worker and they want to protect the school from COVID. And healthcare workers shouldn't have their children at school. Crazy. So not only have they taken this woman and made her life harder, 
because she's got to raise her kids and be a nurse at the same time. They've added the burden of they don't want her kids at school. Oh, really? Are you going to reduce her taxes? Yeah. You know, whatever. I mean, like, like literally the unions and the elite and the media are saying things that are rope worthy. Yeah. I mean, like the thing that is crazy. Again, not a threat, just a warning. You're, you're, you're cruising for rope. You keep doing this stuff. Yeah. It's like the truckers aren't even asking for anything in a sense, as in, they're not protesting because they're like, pay us more money, blah, 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 give us stuff. Like, yeah. they're all they're asking is like, don't force us to do this thing that we think is going to hurt us or whatever. Like, that's it. Yeah. That's like the simplest thing. And like, I'm just curious, like what, I don't know, lefties that only watch CNN and get propaganda. Like, what, what do they think the protest is about that would equal you know, white supremacy and Islamophobe and transphobe and all this stuff that they said. Like, what do they think they're protesting? Well, just about? so you know, like, it's... Okay, so first off, we start at Hunter Biden's laptop. Mm-hmm. And you have a massive amount of Democrats who say, I didn't even know anything about the, the yep. laptop. That would have changed my vote. Yep. So what big tech and the media have done is they, they know that they can either tell a lie or withhold information and just say, oh, those are all MAGA truckers. They're all... Ra- even that black guy, he's a MAGA trucker. And even those Canadian little family trying to, like, feed themselves, they're MAGA. Tr- oh, oh, honestly, I hate these MAGA people. I wish we could have more PBS. You know, mm. that's the, and they buy it and they're stupid and and they do those things. And so we have we have we have them going that way. But then and this is the play and this is how, you know, like, you know, whether QAnon was true or not, Facebook shuts down the DC truckers because now our own truckers saw the effectiveness of that. And again, that's another litmus test that tells you it's working mm-hmm. because it's spreading all across Europe and the U S and they're freaking about it. So it, so it's, it's such a fringe move, movement and it's so stupid and it's just a bunch of MAGA truckers and no one's really MAGA. 210 million people in the United States are vaccinated. Everybody. He got 81 million votes. Everybody. There really is a majority of us. Okay, all right. Um, Then if you're so threatened by it, why do you have to close down their trucker account over at Facebook and 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 say because it's a QAnon conspiracy? Like they literally (laughs) had to resurrect QAnon. Yeah, I'm like that hasn't even been going for like quite a while now, right? Zuckerberg, I know you have your little Hawaiian fortification and you think you're all good and all that kind of stuff. You don't have Versailles. You don't have the French army. If you keep this shit up, you're going to get yourself hung. It's a warning. I, I don't want you to get hung. I want you to stop doing these games. I don't want you to have spit and piss in your food for the rest of your life. Stop doing these things. If they really were a QAnon conspiracy, great. You, you probably should shut that down. I don't know. But that's not what they are. And you're being disingenuous. And that's how people get hung. Do you want to get hung? Because that's how people get hung. No, but I don't even think if it was QAnon, why? Like, why should they do anything about that? Who cares? People, quote unquote, people have some crazy ideas, whatever. Well, as long as they're not violent ideas that are going to hurt anyone, because who cares? Because you are a sane and rational person. And, and you're like, well, why does that? Like, like, I have a cousin named Hubie. He thinks he's a space ranger. Yeah. Hubie's an idiot. <laughs> Hubie keeps a big giant Diet Coke at the table on Thanksgiving because otherwise he can't cope. Okay. You know, like, you're a normal person. When crazy people do crazy things, I'm not calling Q crazy. Right. 
I don't. I, I, I have thoughts on Q, but I'm not Q. Yeah. But um, uh, there's some interesting there's there's some interesting things. But no, do I think Hillary Clinton's been executed in Panama? No. <laughs> I know. If only, but no. Do I think Kamala's a lizard wearing a skin suit? I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> there's some. I sure do. Some facts that um, point toward that. Know. But hey, that's that's why this podcast is insane. Chaos actual. Um, but I don't, I don't lose sleep because of Q. Right. Like if I'm in the government and there's crazy people saying crazy shit, here's what I would do as a leader. I would say, well, all right. Uh, it's like flat earth. Um, okay, let's go for a ride in an airplane. All right. Here we are at 12,000 feet where you can see the curvature of the earth. Clearly it isn't flat and no, the windows aren't optical illusions. Do you still believe in flat earth and most people like you know rational people when confronted with the evidence change their opinions what i would do as a leader or leadership movement is i would just say well okay let's let's talk about these things and 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 let's let's give you some truth real truth and let you verify the evidence you can't just tell people you know what you need to become a christian i order you to become a christian or you can't participate in the united states that's not how people really become a part of society. What they do is they do their own investigation. They're presented with their own reasons that, you know, a case and argument, and then they make their decision. And that's how you solve things. But, but what we're seeing here is the opposite of that. What they're saying is like, Hmm, these people are upset about vaccines and vaccine passports and their livelihood. And what this is really about, which is robot truckers. Mm-hmm. See, if they can get rid of these people, which I think is the move that might be coming on Monday or pretty quickly, which is like real. Well, we really need to let Tesla and Google have their self-driving trucks. And you know what? It would serve. It would solve this this manufactured supply crisis that we've manufactured because they wouldn't because the robots don't need to work certain hours. The robots just work all the time. Wouldn't that be great? And you know what would really make it great is if none of you could drive on the highways and only the robots could drive on the highways. And then we can keep you right where you're at inside your pens and blah, blah, blah. So there is a whole plan here. And the protest might even be part of the plan. But the protesters don't know that. They're just fighting for their lives. And they have legitimate concerns. And to turn around and then call those people's concerns, you know, like the equivalent of cake, well, you're pushing for this explosive moment, whether you like it or not. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And I would say Q is less crazy to me than the BS that the propaganda mainstream media slash government puts out truly and slash CIA like Q to me in certain ways like like the really fun fun Q where where someone does a drop and they're like I want to let you know that Hillary Clinton was executed on (laughs) Tuesday at 4 30 and she was sobbed and crying and and and, and she was sobbing and crying and begging for forgiveness as the tears ran her mascara and then they put the rope around her neck (laughs) like that is the same now that's delightful yeah (laughs) That is sweet and delightful. That's like Jim Gat. Mmm, so salty. It's so salty. That is a big bag of Funyuns for me. And I don't think Funyuns are good for me. But old little Gromit D&D me just loves a bag of Funyuns. Or Cool Ranch Dorito chips. Shout out for Cool Ranch Dorito chips. Yeah. That was always my Those were great. Those were great. That is Hillary Clinton getting hung down in Guantanamo. Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay, Guantanamo, 
Guantanamo, Geronimo Bay. Mm-hmm. That is Hillary, Hillary Clinton getting hung down in Geronimo Bay with the tears. And you can all see it. Don't lie. You dig it. You <laughs> dig the action because because the juice is the action. The action is the juice. Right, Medusa? Mm-hmm. And you can see her just in her pantsuit. You know, <laughs> she's been wearing that pantsuit for two months. Hairs disheveled. She ain't Hillary Clinton anymore. She is begging for her life. And they put that rope. Maureen does. Oh! Oh! Oh, I'm at the ba- I'm at the end of the bag of Funyuns. Well, just one more, so you enjoy it too, because she's an awful human being. She's an awful human being, and she said a lot of rope that worthy things. What does it matter? Well, go tell that to the analyst kid who played. Uh, 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 what did what was the computer game he played? He was part of the Eve Online, and uh, he was one of the anal- of the four killed, and and his mom, you know, is out there begging for what happened, and then. The two operators that were helping, and then the ambassador that got dragged through the streets and sodomized and everything. And she said, what does it matter? Well, why didn't she just say, let him eat cake? Because that's how people get hung down in Guantanamo Bay. Now, did she? No. Uh, but that's the same to me as, as Russian P-tapes. Yeah, it's the same exactly. insanity. But I would also say, to be fair... It's um, just my... You may like... You may like... You know, uh, let me pick a nasty chip. Sun chips. You may, like, Russian P-tapes may be your sun chips. Hillary Clinton getting hung at Guantanamo Bay is my Funyuns. Yeah. But I know we Don't have, at me. We have a listener, or we at least did have a listener, I don't know if he's, he's still, still in the game. Okay. Who, who was, like, really actually knew a lot about the Q stuff, and, like, was kind yeah, of... Yeah, I liked educating it. ...educating us for There's a while There's some stuff back. that's interesting. But I would say he would probably say... That's totally not real cute, and I, I'm I'm pretty sure that, about that. But it is fun. Look, like look you at said. you. You look at you. I'm just trying to stick up for the. <laughs> no, no, the no. no. I, there, there's real. I think there's some real cute stuff, and yeah. I think there's some bullshit psyops cute stuff. Yeah. But you know that there's some bullshit psyops cute stuff because what happens? They come out and say, "Oh, these MAGA truckers, they can't have a Facebook page, cause Q." <laughs> really? So I think I think it's cause like, and you know, like there's a lot of Mexican truckers. There's a lot of black truckers. There's a lot of senior citizens. A lot of people who are just regular working class old school Democrats are truckers. And and now because they don't want to get your poison death shot, they're they're cue. They're cue. Yeah. Why don't you just tell them to eat cake? And and just just so you know, like it ain't like you can hang people really well, like if you make the knot correctly, so that when they drop. The feet that they need to drop, it snaps their neck, and it's a decent death. Most people aren't professionals, and they won't take the time to research that. Mm-hmm. You could just hang someone with an extension cord, and they could dangle there till their head pops off. Keep saying that shit, and you're going to find out. I, I, a warning, not a threat. It's not a threat. It's a warning. Like this, is, this kind of insanity and disconnection is what gets people badly hung by an electrical extension cord. Yeah, exactly. Well, I know there was... That uh, nurse video. This is a great podcast. I know, it's great. It's 30 minutes. I've still got coffee. We had a thing that we made today. <laughs> a thing that we made the today? peanut butter thing. Yo, yeah, that's right. Nick made a cool dessert that he, like, made up. He just, like, made it up, and it was really good. Yeah. It was like... And I don't make desserts. We're not dessert yeah. people. It was like a chocolate peanut butter um, bar. But there were some things really that needed good. to be used in the cupboard. And there was this nasty, unsalted peanut butter that I hated, and I bought it during the mag- uh, during the uh, COVID freakout. <laughs> yeah. And it's been sitting in the cupboard taunting me. And you're never gonna use and it. And I'm never for, gonna like, use. I hate it because you're not. You, you would use it. 
I would use it, and I'd probably yeah. just like sprinkle salt on top, no, or you know, like I'm make never it work. using it. But today I made like peanut butter bars out of it. Yeah. And they were okay. Chocolate peanut butter bars. They were and really totally good. improv the recipe. And like pretty healthy. With honey and oats. And oats and like minimal and then, sugar like, just And to then make massive it amounts of like dark chocolate that yeah. we like sweetened up. But like really good heart healthy dark chocolate. So like it's fun like to have a little treat kind of sitting around a little bit. Um but as I told the Medusa, like when I made these, I was like, I actually don't feel like weird eating these. Yeah, actually, still now yeah, I don't feel I'm like cool. sugared out or yeah. anything, so that's good. So that's nice. It's it's gonna be peanut butter bar weekend. <laughs> exactly. We're gonna be going to those. Yeah. So that was fun. No, but I know you wanted to like at least briefly mention that nurse video. Yeah, let's so talk I about that. Break that down. I've been topic. talking too much. Well, I'll start, but you join in and help me because I don't you know. You know that I will. Everything. Yeah, I don't know if I remember everything, but. I know that it was only like a 10-minute video. What, did it take place in Ron Johnson's um, senatorial investigative hearing that he had? Yeah. So this nurse is awesome. She started Frontline Nurses, so she's really doing a lot of good stuff right now with all this. But I know one thing she said was like early on, I think she already was a traveling nurse. Did I catch that right? Maybe. Either way, early on, she went to New York to help with all the COVID stuff, like right when it was going down and they were like, we need more medical people in New York. So she went there and, you know, did nursing stuff. And basically she was just saying at that time even, and from then on, like she was seeing like medical negligence, um, patients being treated terribly, not getting... Um, nutrition, like they're supposed to like them not feeding patients, not uh, giving patients liquids. Of course, the bad protocols that are killing people like remdesivir and ventilators. But like just in general, like gross negligence, I think was maybe what she said. Yeah, that's kind of the reoccurring theme that uh, is really shocking to me. And I think we kind of need to do a full podcast talking about that. But like we have talked about how they monetize COVID. And there does seem to be, you know, a hundred thousand dollar plus of bounty on unvaccinated patients dying yeah. in hospital care. And it starts with, oh, you've come in for something. Um, guess what? Y- you have COVID. Oh, my gosh. We've got to put you on remdesivir. Oh, my gosh. Your organs are failing because of the COVID. Certainly not the remdesivir. And um, ah, you know what? We need to intubate you so that you can breathe because you can feel your lungs feeling with fluid, which is what remdesivir does. It destroys your kidneys and then it fills your lungs with fluid. So you can't breathe because of the COVID, buddy. So, so now, we got it. We got oh, yeah, so Medusa. Now we got to sedate you. What's your doctor name? I'm Dr. Jerkwad. <laughs> you just read my mind. Wow. I thought you were going to say that. Are nurse Jerkwad or you want to be a doctor too? I'm... Uh, you're, I'm... The, you're the hospital administrator jerkwad. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you come in and tell them, now that their lungs are failing, not yeah. because of remdesivir. So, well, we've got to ventilate you because otherwise you're just not going to be able to breathe and you're going to die gasping for air. So, but we're going to, um, we got to like give you some drugs to like really relax you. And then Dr. And jerkwad comes in and goes, up. we call this sedation. Yeah, sedation. That's the word. I couldn't think of it. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to sedate you so that we can do this really bothersome thing yeah. and putting down your throat that you could not and then, handle. And then you ask, you go, you go, hey, how am I going to eat? And they go, yeah. or drink. Oh, well, you can't, you know, because yeah. you can't with that in your mouth. So, yeah. 
Yeah, so sorry, you won't be able to. So so basically, you go in for something, you test positive for COVID, you get on remdesivir, that destroys your kidneys, fills your lungs with fluid, they sedate and intubate you, and then they don't feed you for seven days, and lo and behold, bing, bong, bang, you're dead. Yeah. And then they get to collect $100,000. This is actually monetized by the government. This is not a wild and crazy thing that I am saying, or the Medusa as playing the part of hospital administrator jerkwad. Yeah. Nancy Jerkwad. Well, and I would imagine... I'm Ken Jerkwad. Yeah, and I, I would imagine they can't use all your organs at that point, but there's still some organs that they could harvest at oh, that gonna, point, yeah, which gonna, they make They're going to make it on the back end. I mean, they can do the, the yeah. eyes and the skin. So and... that's not like an uncommon thing. That seems to be... We actually listened to a doctor today, and like literally the administrator, like he went in, rescued the patient, and the administrator is like, the guy can barely move, and she's like, he's going to kill you and things like that. The guy's alive. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but but they're de- they did seem to monetize death at the hospital. So, so she comes in. This nurse, we're gonna post it um, in the comments. I won't say every, it's it's seven minutes. Just give it a watch. But it's pretty bombshell the things that she has to say, including she's never seen anyone die of COVID. Yeah, that's right. Um, that was crazy. And the HIV that's in the mix. Oh, is HIV in the vaccine? It sure is. Yeah. It sure is. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a definite thing because yeah. I think they used, what was it? I might be saying this wrong, but like the HIV envelope or something. There was something where they contained um, the mRNA, right? Let me put it another way to you. So that, let me let me break yeah. this down and explain it to the chat. You're gay and you're not HIV positive and you go to a bar and you meet this big dude. And he's all, I'm just going to put a little HIV in you. <laughs> Is that enough HIV for you? Like That's too much. Like, That's too much yeah. for me already. How, much, how many micro doses of HIV do you opt out? I can tell you what my policy is. Well, first, I'm not at the gay bar. Yeah. But, like, let's say Jenny McCarthy was like, I am going to, you know, or let's say Medusa, because Medusa hates Jenny. And you're, you and I aren't together. And you, but we meet, and you, and, and you have HIV. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't really disclaimer. And, and you say, and you say to me like, well, I have a little HIV, so you know, like you have to know that going in. Well, date's over, kids. I gotta go somewhere else. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't, I don't need any HIV around me. But apparently, in the use in designing the vaccine, they did put a little HIV in there because it does something about the blood-brain barrier. Oh, and yeah. HIV is such this wonderful, beautiful thing that we want to use it now. And guess what? People who are vaccinated now test positive for HIV. I mean, maybe not every single one, right? But Does that mean, like, some. I mean, there are thoughts on the whole HIV thing, and I would have told you some hard and fast rules about it a year ago. I would say, huh, I think it's a mystery now. It is a major mystery. That's, like, that's also in the Robert F. Kennedy book that he's talking about, and he doesn't actually take a stance on it, but he does say there are definite good solid scientists and doctors on the side of like disagreeing with a lot of the narrative about HIV and AIDS but who was behind that Dr. Fauci I think his name was Dr. Fauci Yeah and he played a lot now, of the Fauci, same Fauci where games. have I heard that name before What has he been doing he, No but it's weird he played a lot of the same games Is he on the love boat <laughs> Here's something that I was just remembering that when we were talking though Charo I want to get the droplets all over you <laughs> Is that if you watch the love boat when the, as a kid in 1979, you get that reference. <laughs> is that um, apparently? Do said not to be dissuaded. We'll continue. 
despite it's hard though, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay, apparently. No, apparently, they're like okay. The HIV test I think came about a little later. Yes. But um, a lot of us have probably even had it when we've gotten routine blood work and gotten like, let's test you for everything, okay? And that was included on it. Well, a lot of us did not know there were actually a lot of false positives with that test. Yeah. Well. What happened if you got, thank God, you know, most of us never got that false positive, phew, because apparently, um, who's that guy that I told you about? Maybe the last name was Ash and you knew who it Arthur was? Ash. Arthur Ash. Tennis okay. Tennis so this Ray. happened to Arthur Ash, um, according to Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who was actually a good friend of his. He got, he thinks a false positive test, but the point is. Here's an HIV test. Oh, you're positive and you're not even gay to Arthur Ashe. So then they put they him on AZT on and killed him. Yeah, that terrible medication, which was really what was killing most or all of the AIDS patients, was this terrible, horrible medication that Dr. Fauci was pushing. So, yeah, and then it kills him. But the point is, like, now they realize that, well, this is what a lot of the scientists say who get uh, suppressed and everything about it, but... HIV does not always lead to AIDS, and also, AIDS is not always, does not always come from HIV. They're almost like somewhat two separate things, or at least can be. But if that's we, not if the we, narrative. If we get to a point of truthiness in this society, um, post-rope, because I think that's coming. Warning. Um, I'm going to say that the bombshell that's going to shock the American people to the core, and I think it's a good thing. If there is going to be a future and a civilization and, and a thing, it's going to be a good thing, this thing. Um, is that our medical establishment for the past 50 years, and probably even longer, has sat around saying, hmm, we have some pills and or a procedure that we would like to sell the American public. If only we had a deadly disease or condition to go with it. Mm-hmm. And... And I think most of us had more of a uh, horse before the cart thing, and and we had it wrong. The horse was the pills or the surgery or the treatment, and then the cart was um, now we're going to find a condition to solve it with. And and I think that when that comes to light, and I do think that this has the potential to bring that to light, especially when you look at the patents on the vaccine um, already being patented. I think a year or two before COVID came out, like definitely they knew something was coming. They, I think they knew specifically it was coming and all of this warp speed shit is bullshit. I don't think warp speed did anything. I think it was ready to go. Yeah. I think the bombshell that is going to floor the American people. And this is where, you know, my rope talk is funny and, but it's not, it's serious. Like we now have people doing things. And and, and again, I, I just got to reiterate this is a warning to the people that are doing these things. This is a warning to the police that think that they're going to follow the Mounties down that. We have a guy in this feed who I believe was law enforcement, and he did the right thing. He walked away when he saw that the, the direction that these Mounties are going this weekend, mm-hmm. and it can get really bad, and I, and I have a feeling that it might. I hope not. Whatever. All it takes is a conversation for it not to go bad, but if you're going to do this high-handed thing of... Uh, everybody who doesn't say what I like is is Hitler. Well, that's not the truth. And so you're going to push people to become unreasonable. Um, far more unreasonable than Dennis Rodman, which you'll hear about in tomorrow's Insider Podcast. Uh, but 
I would just I would just say that um, what was I saying? Um, you were talking about like the, the trucker thing and what's going to happen this weekend with the mountains. Before that, there like was that. I was working towards something. Oh, I was just saying like you know, I the the big the big bombshell that I think is and I, I've said it but I just make that point again like when that bombshell hits the American people that the, the medical establishment was just coming up with stuff to sell us and then deciding that we had this condition or whatever like that is going to rock people to the core. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm still, the verdict is out. Like I still go on my walk and pass all these people that are running away from me. Cause I'm not wearing a mask. Uh, and my muscles are so swole, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you know, like, uh, holding their breath or the lady that runs by me and other people and then walks because she doesn't want to get around COVID or the people who go, Oh, COVID is only uh, six feet above. If I, if I sit, well, why don't you crawl into the restaurant? Yeah. That way you don't have to wear a mask. Like, like these are people that have safety blankets in their life and they don't want to believe that someone like Fauci could say, wouldn't it be great if, you know, there was a condition that had this medication that I've patented mm-hmm. and, and it actually hurts people. And, and well, no, we don't care if it hurts people or causes harm. We want to sell it. So let's come up with like, Oh, these people have a condition, you know, like, like if that sinks in, that is going to JDAM American society. What is a JDAM? It's a giant bomb that, punches through a bunch of concrete and steel and armor plating and then goes off. And I do have the feeling that the knowledge that the pharmaceutical companies are running American culture right now and deciding what can and can't be heard mm-hmm. and their only defense because they 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 are not there because they were elected by the consent of the governed. They are there for a profit margin. They I do honestly think are seeing how much they can get away with before they offshore all their funds and disappear forever. And there's a lot of politicians that are going to get not left holding the bag. I think there will be another thing that will be holding them. But that would be my opinion. That 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 is that is if we if we reach this moment of truthiness, uh, the bombshell that's going to radically change American society is. Um, People did not have your best interests at heart. And that is the podcast.